Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, and welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott. And I am Ben. We are here with Noel. Uh, what's Noel's nickname for today? Oh, man, I don't know. What, uh, what should we call him? Uh, you know what? Let's just call him Noel 570 Brown. 570? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. It's a little on the nose. That's some significance with today's episode. Yeah, so so just uh, if, if I could do a little uh, segue, a little pitching real quick, Scott. Of course, yeah. Okay. So, Scott and listeners... You have chosen to either host or listen to car stuff because you are cut above uh, so many other casual car fans. You get it. You know what I mean? You understand the thrill of a of a of a high performance exotic vehicle. You understand the quiet, smooth uh, exclusivity of a luxury car. Yeah, but the fine Corinthian leather beneath your butt. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh but you may also be a person who is responsible morally, ethically, fiscally. You may say, well, I didn't become a multimillionaire by paying multi-millions of dollars for a bunch of cars, mm-hmm. you know. And no offense, Jay, if you're listening. Uh, this is, this may just be the car for you. What we're talking about today it is a bargain, right? It is it, comparatively a bargain. It's, it's a bargain, comparatively. And that's the way that uh, this thing is marketed. And this is kind of funny that, you know, all these stories that have come out recently about the uh, the all-new McLaren 570S, mm-hmm. which is our topic today. Right. They all seem to say roughly the same thing. It's They call it the the more affordable McLaren. And I understand, or, you know, they leave out the more part. They just say the affordable uh-huh. McLaren. And that's a little bit puzzling to me. And I'll talk about that in a while. Right. I've got MSRPs of... of all of McLaren's products, by the way, we can talk about. Ooh, good uh, but this is a, a car that comes in at uh, about one hundred and eighty-five thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and they're saying that that is the affordable McLaren. And I, I, I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking, no, there's, there's no. That's still more than my house costs. Uh, there's, <laughs> there's no way I can do that. But in the world of people that are buying McLaren sports cars, that's a bargain, right? Yeah, and it is. It, 
it's being marketed as McLaren's uh, entry level vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's got some good stats. You know, it's got some great stats, honestly. 562 horsepower, 204 uh, miles per hour, two seater sports car. Um, it also has, of course, the McLaren name. Um, and that's huge. And that is, that is huge. So when you and I were first looking into this, and and we should be clear that the uh, 570S is not technically out yet. It's been revealed. Yeah. Uh, and it is supposed to start shipping, so people are already ordering. Yeah, because uh, at the end of this year, you should be able to order one from McLaren and have it shipped to you, uh, you know, wherever you happen to be. I mean, they're even for sale here in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know any regions that have been excluded from this vehicle yet. Uh, I'm sure all that stuff is going to come out in the wash pretty soon. Uh, but there's also another vehicle that we're going to talk about that's going to be available at the same time that may be even a better deal, but we'll, we'll get to that too. Well, yeah, we'll get there when, uh, we'll, we'll get there in due time. Uh, but Scott, okay. So if we've got this, this number, this price point of 184, what, what was 184,000? Yeah, 184,009. So we're going to say 185,000. Okay. Uh, so if we've got that price, uh, then there are two questions that immediately spring to mind. First, how does this compare to other prices of McLaren autos? And then second, what do you get for the money? All right. So we're talking about current product available from McLaren, right? I went to their site and I looked up all the different uh, models that they offer and then went and got the uh, the MSRP for each one. And they start, I mean, the, the, uh, the most expensive one is one that we've talked about on this show before, the McLaren P1, an incredible vehicle, amazing car, but it'll cost you $1.4 million at this point. And, US. Yeah, U.S. It's U.S. dollars. It's, uh, that's that's $1.4 million of money. All right. So if you want to uh, go even a step higher, I mean, I think you already have to own a McLaren P1 to get something called the McLaren P1 GTR, which I believe is the track version of that mm-hmm, car. Mm-hmm. And that's about $3.06 million. So uh, that's a very, very high-end vehicle. But that's, again, for a very exclusive group of owners. Um, so if you go down from the P1, you know, you're kind of uh, – Going down through the ranks, I guess, if you want to say that even about McLaren, it's tough to say uh, one is less than the other one. But um, the 675 LT, which stands for long tail, mm-hmm. um, that is uh, the track version of the 650S that we'll talk about next. Uh, that costs you about uh, about $386,000. The 650S, which S stands for spider in this case, um, is about $282,625. Now, that that uh, that one in particular, the uh, 650S spider, yeah, that's the one that we saw at the Caffeine and Exotics show. We did a uh, a video on that one, mm-hmm. and a uh, beautiful vehicle. I mean, oh, we saw man. it was last fall. I think it was. It was orange in color. Yeah, and you can uh, check out that video on YouTube uh, right now. As a matter of fact, unless you're driving, so nearly a three hundred thousand dollar car, right? And it's beautiful. I mean, it's a great looking car, uh, but three hundred thousand dollars—that's a lot of money. Um, the 650S Coupe, which is uh, roughly about the same price, it's about 267.9, and then the next one in line. So we're dropping down from 267,000 all the way down to 185,000 for the 570S. So I can yeah. see why they would say that this is a bargain compared to the rest of their product line, mm-hmm. and that's what you have to think about. You have to think about in in relation to the rest of the product line, and. One thing that, you know, you and I had talked about this off air outside of here. I was trying to think of other manufacturers that are doing something similar. And I'll, and I'll explain why this is unusual for them to do something like this. Right. Yeah. We're, we're going to have to talk about the precedence. Yes. Yeah, so, so think about this. What if there was a, what if, what if Corvette started making the Corvette and initially the Corvette was priced at $300,000? 
and they started making versions of the Corvette that were maybe a little bit less powered and they started, and, you know, they started going backwards yeah. in, in production. So like instead of the way they do it now where they make them more and more powerful and more and more exclusive and more and more expensive as well, the McLaren is doing kind of the opposite. They're bringing it down. They're making, uh, they're making world-class sports cars. I mean, supercars really, but they are, they're bringing the prices down. They're making it more and more affordable to people. And as they get lower and lower in their, uh, in their, uh, model offerings, I guess, you know, what they're, what they're going to right. uh, allow you to buy, I suppose, you know, the road cars. Um, it, it, it seems like they're going the opposite direction. Other manufacturers are going with their top end sports cars. And, and the only, or even the closest example I can think of to this, and it's not even really close now that I think about it because there wasn't a progression of, of vehicles after this, but, uh, Porsche did something like this back in the, uh, in the 1990s, the mid 1990s with the, um, with the Boxster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this, this car came out. What, what was the price when it came out? When it came out, it was around $35,000. Now, that was unheard of to be able to buy a, a brand new Porsche from the factory at the time in 1996 for $35,000. It was an entry level Porsche. Yeah. And, and before we, I know that there's another example looming here that we'll come up with, but mm-hmm. we, we need to take a second to talk about what's called brand dilution, which our early, like listeners, you've probably heard us talk to uh, about this before, especially if you're a longtime fan of car stuff. So Porsche takes an enormous risk with the Boxster here mm-hmm. when they do this because what the part of the reason that people are buying things like a Porsche at that time, part of the reason people are buying more high end uh, luxury vehicles as well as performance vehicles is because of the exclusivity, the mm-hmm. entry point. So is it some and this happens um, weirdly enough, I, I, I don't remember if we did this analogy when we first talked about it um, or this comparison, but weirdly enough. This kind of thing has happened in the world of fashion, too. And mm. I think we have mentioned that, you know, somebody um, th- there's some very high end fashion brand that is worn by like aristocrats and celebrities and, and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden the regular uh, Joe Schmoes, Ben Bolins and Scott Benjamins of the world are rocking it and it becomes less interesting. Yeah. I, you know, what? I can think of one brand that that happened to in my lifetime, I guess. What's that? Polo. Is that, did that happen? I, I mean, I, I think it did. And I don't know if that's really like a celebrity brand or anything like that. I know it's a funny thing to, to talk about, you know, the, the clothing the angle on this whole thing, you know, when we're talking about cars. But yeah, I mean, think about now how many times you've seen like a, a, a polo T-shirt, you know, like with the giant polo logo on the front or whatever uh-huh. that, you know, you see it in uh, the, the discount rack at TJ Maxx or something, you know, where in the past you'd have to go to a special section in the uh, in your local mall where it was going to be $75 for that t-shirt. Um, uh, I know that some of that stuff is knockoffs. So I get it. And, you know, but that's not the case with the cars. These are from the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. They're saying we're going to offer what we're called the entry level Porsche, which sure. is the Boxster. Right. And we're going to offer it at a price that's, you know, reasonable. We think it's reasonable for what you get. Mm-hmm. And uh, you get, you know, the, the, the brand name, you get uh, some of the features that are in some of the higher end models, but not all not the features. All. Um, you get the, uh, you know, I guess the bragging rights to say that, you know, I've, I own a Porsche, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Uh, there's some kind of, you know, pride or some you know, cachet. Yeah. Some, uh, some chest puffery about that, that it can <laughs> right. go on with yeah, that. Right. Yeah. But, uh, but what they didn't do is they didn't follow it up with a, with a, a, uh, a make or a model that was even cheaper than that, because that's kind of what McLaren is doing. And when I say cheaper, I mean, less expensive. I don't mean right. uh, quality wise, because they are very careful to point out here and, 
Um, you know, one of the uh, one of the articles that we read um, had someone who was the McLaren product manager. Her name is uh, Donna Falconer, and she's talking about the 570s in particular. And she says, um, you know, it's it's the most attainable and usable McLaren to date. But also, we want to point out that there's been no um, no compromise in this in this in the whole brand DNA thing. You know, for McLaren, right. that uh, you know this is definitely a McLaren. It has McLaren DNA. And the driving experience is absolutely phenomenal in this car. You're going to love it, uh, but you're going to be able to get into this uh, this driver's seat for a much more affordable price than, let's say, three hundred thousand dollars. You're going to get there for just about half of that. Right. Yeah. And and of course, as you as you alluded to, this is not the end of their game here. But uh, before we go on to that part, we should say that some people. That, that this has been, this has been divisive, you know, um, now there's, the Boxster was a success. Yeah, it was, but they got a lot of criticism. They got a lot of criticism by saying you are essentially diluting the brand. You're making Porsche, not Porsche anymore. Mm-hmm. You're selling out, kind of. Yeah, I guess so. And that, and you know, the same argument can be made when they say, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna start automating the Ferrari line. Right. Uh, we're gonna make more Ferraris. We're gonna, instead of making, you know, 75 of these things a year by hand where we meticulously piece everything together, we're going to make 4,000 of them and distribute them and sell them. And, and people say, well, that's, that's taking away from the brand exclusivity. As you right. Say. That's taking away from Ferrari. So this, this kind of bet, while it can be, while it can have enormous rewards, both for possible customers and for the company, it can also have consequences for the company. It can, but you know, we're talking about, we're, uh, let's, Let's just step aside from this conversation yeah, that we've yeah. had to this point right here. Okay. Okay. So let's, let's take a look at this like brand new right now. Okay. This is still a car that, that is cost, it will cost you $185,000. That's not a, a typical sports car. I mean, it's right. not, um, it, it's the extraordinary. It's the, uh, it's the, um, extra typical. I don't know how, how the, what the right term would be. It's, it's the yeah, extraordinary, extraordinary okay. car. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so you know, one eighty hundred eighty five thousand dollars. I mean, to say that that's affordable, it's more affordable than the previous version, the uh, the six fifty S. I get right, that. Yeah. But to say it's affordable, I don't know if that's really being all that honest. And I know a lot of these uh, these people are kind of you know laughing about it. They're saying, I think Car and Driver said it's it's almost affordable. Uh, right. That's how they put it. And you know, other other you know um, people that have written about it already have said, well, you could do that, or you could get eight. You know, well-equipped Mazda Miatas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a good point. Is that you know, you could buy eight or nine or ten other sports cars in some yeah. cases. And uh, there's, uh, I heard a great line, which was, "It's less unaffordable." Now, okay, which I think might be a way to I, put it. I get it, but but think about this though. Like, let's say that when the um, you know, the the specialty versions of the Corvette come out, um, and you know, they're they're priced ballpark one hundred thousand dollars. You know, maybe even a little bit more if we're talking the ZL1. It might be one hundred twenty thousand or one hundred forty thousand or whatever it is. Yeah. That to people, when they see that one hundred thousand dollar mark, a lot of them say, "That's it, I'm out. It's yeah. uh, it's unaffordable at that point." But for a McLaren, I think that somebody is in the market to buy a McLaren that sees the one hundred eighty five. They might think, "Well, that's a bargain for a McLaren," because in the past I would have had to spend one point four million dollars to get the one that I wanted, um, right. or the name that I wanted. Now I can spend you know a fraction of that and and get something that uh, something that would be a good vehicle that you would you would be okay with driving you it's would be not... so proud to own something like that i mean you really would because that's a that's a name that is i mean steeped in racing history the yeah. road cars are fantastic they're phenomenal road cars and you know the, the road cars haven't been around for that long i think since about 1989 but the brand itself if you want to go back to the founder uh you know bruce mclaren mm-hmm. it goes back to 1963 
and and that name has it, it carries such cachet mm-hmm. that I think that the people in the sports car world, you know, the, the the supercar world, even highly respect that name. And I think that you know, even if you show up in a five seventy S that's one hundred eighty five thousand, right, they're still going to respect you. The so called baby McLaren that comes from Top Gear. Now you know, uh, you know that this vehicle has already has already made some people. Uh, a bit, has already been a bit divisive is a better way to say it. Yeah. Because even on, uh, even on Top Gear, uh, we've got, let's see, we've got Sam Phillip, uh, saying that it leaves him a little cold. He's disappointed with it. But we've got, uh, Tom Ford saying that he, th- he likes it better than the 650S. Really? Which I, at half the price. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at the Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and pre soils to bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. You fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Yeah, I I don't know about that, man. <laughs> Honestly, but... uh. But let's let's talk about what you get with the vehicle, huh? Sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a there's a lot of features. You mentioned just a couple of things here already, but right. but the engine itself. So, I mean, take a look at the design. I mean, you can look at photos of this thing online. It's it's uh, I, I don't know. When I saw it, I initially thought, well, that looks an awful lot like the uh, the 650s coupe that we saw, or the 650s spider rather that we saw at the caffeine and exotics. But right. when you start to really look at the details, it's a it's a very different vehicle. I mean, they've really gone over it with a fine tooth comb. So. And they've used something that they call layering design, which we'll, I'll, I'll get mm-hmm. to. 
But the the basics of this car are that it's a twin turbo, 3.8 liter V8 engine. Uh, of course, it's mid mounted, rear wheel drive. Uh, has a carbon fiber chassis. It's got that really cool carbon fiber tub design called the Monocell. Yeah. And I think this is called the Monocell Two in this one. Uh, that whole tub, by the way, you know where the driver sits. It's an F1 style tub. Yeah. 180 pounds is all that thing weighs. So this is a very lightweight vehicle. I think the total weight for the car is something like 28.95. So less than 3,000 pounds hmm. for this car, and it's a pretty big vehicle. Um, you said 562 horsepower. That's 443 pound-feet of torque, um, a 204-mile-per-hour top speed. That's an incredible top speed. Right, yeah. And 0 to 60 comes in just 3.2 seconds. Now, if you want to go 0 to 100, which I think a lot of drivers would, sure. 6.3 seconds. Yeah. That's extremely fast, very, very fast. So, um, you know, one thing is that you would know, think it would be a lot of carbon fiber at that price. Uh, but a lot of the body panels are made of aluminum, and I think that's one of the ways that they've been cutting costs. Yeah, and that that goes into, um, I mean, there's there's a blend of carbon fiber and aluminum throughout the whole thing overall. That's right? true. You're still going to get lots of carbon fiber bits, mm-hmm. but I doubt if you're going to have quite as much carbon fiber as you would find in that 650S. No, the material cost is just too high. I think so. But the uh, but. But that's some pretty nasty stuff on the road, especially for that price, well, right? Yeah, and there's more to it than this. I mean, if you want to like talk about a few other, um, yeah. a few other things, there's, uh, let's see, I'm going to flip through the notes here, but one of the things that one of the authors found most striking about this in person, now you have to be standing right next to it to really see this, is that, um, they've used kind of this, uh, this, this layered aspect or this layered design, um, approach to this whole thing. And, and, to just kind of briefly describe to you what, what that means is that, um, well, this author was was talking to the guy that designed it. His name is uh, Robert Melville. And uh, he's, they say it's, he's a young Brit um, who took his inspiration from the Blackbird spy plane, which I think is a very cool way yeah. to, uh, to do it. Uh, but he said, we wanted to layer the car so that the air flows through the body, not just around it. We, we learned a lot of lessons from the P1. And if you look carefully at the 570S, you can literally follow the journey the air takes around the car. And again, if you're standing right next to the vehicle, and I don't quite get this because we haven't stood next to one yet, but he says that one of the most striking features, which no photo does justice to, are the doors themselves. They have that really unique three-dimensional layered design, unlike anything this author has ever seen on a production model. And he says that they're fabricated, and this is really unusual, in separate pieces. Because typically doors are made in one solid piece, right. and that's that's just the, the standard way that we do things. And they say that uh, that Melville's layering um, design is allowing you to actually see inside the door from various angles. Now, I think that's really a, a strange way to say it. It doesn't sound all that great to me to be able to see inside the door. But mm-hmm. I think what they're saying is that um, it's not that you're seeing inside the vehicle. It's not that there's uh, air gap leaks, you know, into the cabin. Right. They're saying into the door itself, and that's, again, for airflow through the body of the vehicle to the outside of the vehicle. It's just a typically or a, a totally different way of, of looking at the way the air flows around the vehicle, even from the, the P1. Yeah, the chief engineer of the, uh, of the 570 is a guy named Mark Vinnels, uh, V-I-N-N-E-L-S, and he was talking with uh, a couple different people about this. Uh, one thing... One thing that he noted is that this vehicle was also designed with over-the-shoulder visibility, which is 
an ongoing Achilles heel for a lot of sports cars. Oh, absolutely. I mean, visibility is usually very, very poor in these cars. Now, they say that um, you can easily see out the front window of this vehicle as well, um, even though uh, when you stand next to it, it looks like, as they say, you know, it's impossibly low and sloped. You know, the front windshield and the uh, and the uh, the part that goes over top of you, the hood, yeah. um, or the roof line, I should say, not the, not the hood, but the roof line um, is impossibly low and flat. They say, well, I don't just don't know how you fit in there. But once you get in, there's actually plenty of room inside and visibility is good. And again, over the shoulder. I mean, that's that's, again, so hard to do in a car like this when the body panels are up, you know, right around your uh, your shoulder height. Right. Yeah. Very, very difficult. And uh, if we look at it overall and uh, you guys know I can be a bit of a bit of a tightwad. Um, this is a pretty good deal if you are the right kind of customer and while while there are both sides for the argument, and I can understand both sides, you know, that eight Miatas is a pretty compelling thing, but this is not for people who want eight Miatas. This is for people who want one McLaren. Yeah, or people who want, uh, you know, one Porsche 911 Turbo S, which is about $184,000, so, you know, a little bit less even. So think about that. The top-end Porsche 911, the Turbo S, is still about a thousand dollars less than this one, but that puts it in direct competition with it. So if you were going to buy a Porsche before, maybe now the, the door is open to McLaren as well. Where before, you know, the price of entry on that in that vehicle would have been twice what you were willing to spend on that Porsche 911. So yeah. if you really want that McLaren name, you can have it. And the other one was the, um, I think it's the Audi R8, the uh, the V10. Um, that that one is also somewhere in the neighborhood. It's, it's uh, less expensive than these, however. It's, you know, roughly ballpark, you know, the, um, you know, in competition again. So, you right. know, that type of vehicle, you know, that, that, uh, that high end sports car, very powerful. Um, you know, you're, uh, you're looking to spend maybe just a little bit more on the McLaren, I think. But again, it's in, uh, it's in competition with that vehicle as well. So, um, yeah, or eight Miatas, you know, whichever you want. I guess. But, <laughs> um, you know, and there's one more quick thing that I'd like to talk about before we kind of move on to, uh, uh, that last thing that's, uh, you know, the uh, the uh, other model that they're talking about. Okay, yeah. There's one more really interesting feature that they talked about that this uh, that this particular model, the 570S, does have. Um, and I'll tell you why I find it most intriguing is because it comes from the Formula One team, the McLaren Formula One arm of the uh, of the the company. Go on. All right, and even maybe more intriguing than that is that this was a banned technology in Formula One. All right, so. Um, initially, this system was developed by McLaren during the 1997 season, but it was banned right after that because it was also deemed um, a too much of a performance advantage for the McLaren team. Oh, yeah. I remember this from our this, earlier show. Yeah. So is this getting you excited about the, the 570S? It should be. Go on. Um, so the system, which is called the brake steer system, is said to help cornering by bringing the vehicle's nose into the apex of a bend by applying braking force to the inside rear wheel, which means the driver can brake later and then start to accelerate again much earlier than they would have been able to in the past. So, uh-huh. again, this was seen as a, uh, a performance advantage in the F1, on the F1 team. They've taken that technology and developed for the 500, or sorry, for the 570S. Yeah. And that's something that you get for your 185. But uh, how cool is that to have some banned F1 technology in your, you know, your your supercar, your McLaren yeah. supercar? Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's great unless you're trying to compete in F1. Oh, that's true. I guess so. They would uh, they would still have a problem with it, but not likely to be on the F1 track anytime soon. In that. I mean, can you imagine driving down a legal street and thinking, 
I'm driving an illegal F1 car. Oh, you know, that's kind of like what it is, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you want to think about it that way, and I'm sure there's other parts of this, and I know that, you know, that, that tub design that's part of all this, um, there's, there's other F1 technology built in this car as well. And that's, again, yeah. it's all part of what you get with this McLaren name. And this, this is getting exciting that, you know, it's, it is coming down in price. And I hope they continue this because, you know, they've, they've gone down from, you know, the 675 to the 650 to the 650, or I'm sorry, to the 570. And then there's another one on the horizon that is set to, uh, to launch very soon here. I think, uh, within the end of this month, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or at least when we're recording this anyways, at the, at the Shanghai Motor Show at the end of April, they are supposed to reveal another model that's even less expensive than the 570S and it's called the 540C. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in our patios walkways and gardens with the home depot's mother's day savings event happening now get vigoro potting soil just $8.97 for strong healthy vibrant plants indoors and outside start your mother's day shopping and saving today by checking out the home depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options see homedepot.com slash delivery for details the home depot how doers get more done Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Yes, the 540C, a.k.a. the saga continues. Yes, and an even further reduced price, Ben. Yeah, uh, so it's about 185 for the 570. Uh, it's about 160 for the 540. So they're going to knock another $25,000 off the price and I, I haven't seen the 540C yet. I don't know what it looks like. Is it still arriving? It's still coming soon. Right. Uh, it hasn't been revealed yet at this point. But again, a, a lower price vehicle. So they're they're building 
you know, car after car, you know, production car that's getting lower and lower in price, it's becoming more and more affordable. I know, again, we back to that same conversation. I mean, yeah, it's becoming more affordable for someone who's in that realm, I guess. Right. Yeah. The price isn't dropping as precipitously as it did in the past. Um, but there's not as of now, as of the time we're recording this, there's there's not too much still out there about the 540 except for um, let's see, uh, it, it'll be slightly less powerful than the 570. Uh, That's about it. Yeah, not much less. Not I'll much. tell you what I've read. I've read that it's going to use the same engine. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're talking about that 3.8 liter twin V8, turbo V8 yeah. again, right? Uh, but it's going to have just slightly less uh, less output horsepower wise. It's going to have right. 533 horsepower versus the 562 in the 570S. So mm-hmm. not a dramatic difference in that. Um, it's going to have, oh, you know what? This kind of leads into a, a separate little section here that I want to talk about is that how are they doing this? How are they, how are they making models that are less expensive as they go along? Because again, other brands tend to go the other way. They build up exclusivity. Well, they are using different materials. That's a huge part of it. That's exactly it, Ben. They're, they're starting to use, um, you know, aluminum instead of carbon fiber. Right. Uh, uh, like those brakes are one of the, the 570 brakes are a big deal, right? The, yeah. The they're carbon ceramic. Yeah. Carbon ceramic. And they're not going to be standard on the 540C. Um, I would guess that you could upgrade to that if you wanted to, but that's going to be an expensive thing. I mean, if they're leaving it off of this one, uh, in order to bring the price down twenty five thousand dollars, a part of that, <laughs> you know that they're expensive. Um, they're also going to um, uh, do things like you know maybe less leather inside. You know that's uh, that's an option as well. Um, you know just a lot of tr- uh, trim differences are where you're going to find the the, uh, the the cost comparison or the cost differences in these in these uh, models. So you know you're going to get uh, less for your money, I guess, for the five forty C, but it's still gonna be really, really powerful. I mean five hundred and thirty three horsepower and the McLaren name and all that other stuff that we talked about before this. Um I don't know if it's gonna have the, the brake steer system or anything like that, but um I like the trend. I do like that they're coming down yeah. in price. Um I, I kinda wish that I would see something like this from Tesla. You know, the, uh, uh, if te- Tesla seems like to me like one that could do something like this in the near future. Yeah, I think that's in the plans. But also, you know, they're they're playing a longer game, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and they're playing on multiple fronts. Well, OK, you know, I said Tesla is one specific example. I, I understand that uh, there's other manufacturers that I'd like to do that with as well. You know, I'd like to see the Corvettes do something similar. Ooh, yeah. And wouldn't that be, be great. great to own like a brand new Stingray, but get one that's like a little bit more pared down? Like what if, what if they offered like a, a cloth seat option instead of, <laughs> you know, the, uh, instead of the leather seat option? I know it's, it's funny to think about it, but yeah, but it's not a bad idea. Yeah, except if they, what if they did that and they could cut $7,000 off the price of the car or something like that? Yeah. But then how much that that's the risk again, like how much money would they lose per car per customer who decides not to buy a Corvette anymore? Oh, because of, uh, you know, the dilution of the brand. Cause I they guess. don't want to be down there with the, I don't know, the proletariat or something. <laughs> <Get that. laughs> but, uh, well, what, what about like, um, okay. Um, Camaros or something like that. That's you know, again, Chevro- again, Chevrolet. Yeah. They they tend to seem to go up in value at sure. the, the the newer models that they release. It's always you know like we're going to have the um, the RS model now, or we're going to release the um, uh, the SS or the uh, the ZL1 version, uh-huh. and it's going to be more expensive. It's always that way. Well, what if you were still to offer the same engines and just change out the trim a little bit, like we talked about? I mean, right. is that is that something? I, I mean, I, I see where you stand on this. And I know that other people are going to say, well, yeah, it also is diluting the brand. I, I get that. But 
Uh, maybe I'm just talking in a circle. Well, no, well, like, what if, okay, but what if, um, for instance, let's take the Tesla example again, which is related, but a little bit different because the Roadster, right, out of the reach of most people, price wise. Sure. The one, that's the one that looked like the, um, the, um, the Lotus, uh, yeah. Lotus vehicle. Yeah. Right? A little bit like, yeah. Yeah. The Elise. Yeah. Okay. It looked like the Lotus Elise. And then the Model S came out. Yeah. Um, much more of a standard sedan kind of, uh, fingerprint or blueprint. Um, but also a lower price. So what they're doing is they're coming out with lower priced models that are just different cars. That's true. And uh, what would you like? I just want your opinion on this. What would you think of if Camaro or Corvette came out with a much lower priced car that was like not a Camaro? Okay. Well, I would not like that at all. I guess. I mean, I, I see what your your point is here. If they go, if they go to a certain point, there's a there's a breaking point for everybody. Yeah. And some people it would be well, if you're gonna you're gonna offer that car then with a four cylinder engine. <laughs> uh, some people say no, we're not gonna we're not gonna do yeah. that. I mean, or a Corvette. Let's say that you can get a Corvette with a V6. Mm-hmm. I don't think people are gonna go for that either. So they're know, gonna say, yeah. I, I mean, I, I know that there's a point where everybody says, okay, that's it, I'm out, I'm done. But where is that point with McLaren? When when are they gonna break that point? I mean, are they gonna keep coming down with uh you know this is the 570 now, then it's the 540. Are they going to come down to like you know the the 450 model that's uh, that that now breaks the one hundred thousand dollar mark? Mm-hmm. I mean, so that it's you know less than that. Uh, where do they end? Where is their their breaking point where they say, okay, we're done with uh, you know kind of paring down what we're offering. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to go back to the high end stuff that made us money to begin with. Yeah, I think that that point might be a little bit different depending upon your perspective. You know, I guess. I mean, I know that I'm kind of all over the place, all over the board here, but. Um, there's a lot of thoughts I have about this and I don't yeah. know quite how to put them succinctly enough for everybody to understand, I suppose, that, um, that, that, uh, you know, the, this brand dilution thing is a big deal for a lot of people. And, yeah. and I, I get it. I do. But there's certain little compromises that I would make on some models mm-hmm. in order to bring the price down to the point where I personally could afford it. That'd be great. Yeah, totally. But that would anger other people and, uh, things that they would do. I wouldn't necessarily like. Exactly. And it's just that it's going to be that way forever. And, and the manufacturers, they have to deal with this all the time. I mean, what, mm-hmm. what, uh, you know, what do we do with this next model? Do we, do we, uh, do we up the ante a bit and do we give it, you know, an even bigger and more powerful engine and more carbon fiber and, uh, carbon ceramic brakes like this one? And do we, do we put in some of that band F1 technology into our car as well? Right. Uh, you know, where do we, where do we draw the line? And yeah, and does a line exist? And can you discover it before you cross over it? Oh, sorry, Ben. I feel like I'm uh, no, I'm like a schizophrenic over here. I'm, I'm all over the place. I no, don't know. this They're- is important. We're making we're making uh, valuable differentiations too, because one thing that irritates me, and I know it irritates you, and probably a lot of other car fans, is when an otherwise pretty good brand comes out with something that is totally not them. Aston Martin. Oh, it uh, comes out with a signet. Yeah, the signet. <laughs> I mean, that's all we have to say, right? The signet. Right. But yeah, you're right. That's, I mean, that's that's not that that is, I think, a bad direction for companies to go because that's or for manufacturers to go because it makes your brand itself a little less trustworthy. Mm-hmm. But with what's happening now, with what McLaren's doing, with what Tesla's doing, with with the Boxster too, man, uh, it it paid off. It, it, or it can pay off, and I don't think it's fundamentally destroying the brands themselves because it's the same thing with, as you said, compromises in certain areas. Uh, we're still, t- I mean, again, 
and I keep going back to this, we're still talking about a car that is approaching $200,000, a sports car. I don't know why, I mean, I don't even know if we really should be having this conversation that, you know, they're diluting the brand or whatever. I mean, maybe that's kind of silly to talk about at this point, but if they do get to the point where they do break a hundred thousand dollars, you know, it's down to like $89,000. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe at that point they are, I don't, I don't really know. I don't know how to, I don't know quite know how to grasp this whole thing because it's a company that builds, you know, a million and a half dollar cars or cars that, you know, in some cases cost $3.06 million. Um, mm-hmm. is it a mistake for them to build these lower end vehicles or not? I mean, that's maybe the question that I'd like to ask the audience is that do they think that this, this, this move to build, um, more affordable sports mm-hmm. cars from a, uh, a brand that's so well respected like this. I mean, is this a mistake or is this something that is, uh, is a good move? And I, I personally feel like this is a good move for them. I think it's still exclusive enough, you know, at $200,000 that, that counts a lot of people out of the game. Um, I think that it's still very exclusive. I think that, you know, they're not doing anything to tarnish the brand name. And as the, uh, you know, the, um, the product manager says, we're not diluting the DNA. We're not diluting the brand. It's still a phenomenal driving vehicle. It's still a McLaren. Um, you get all of the, uh, everything you would expect with a McLaren right. when you buy this McLaren. I think this thing's going to sell like hotcakes, even at $200,000. I think they're going to, they're going to sell out. I think so too. Completely. But let us know what you think. Is this a mistake? or an innovation, is this a misstep or a good move? I almost said momentum for the rhetoric, but that wouldn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, looking back at, uh, and I, I, again, I'm sorry, I keep going off on tangents, but the uh, you, <laughs> looking back at the Boxster, that wasn't a mistake for Porsche. I mean, that was a good move on their part. Uh, but initially, people thought, what what the heck are they doing? This is uh, this is the downfall of the company. It's never going to recover from this. I mean, it was, there were there were some, you know, headlines that were, that were not quite that dramatic, but saying, this is a huge mistake for Porsche to do this. Yes. Uh, but let us know which side you fall on. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can check out our, uh, did we do something just on the Signet, Scott? Do you remember? <laughs> I don't know, Ben. I don't know if we did the, uh, the Signet alone or if it was an Aston Martin podcast that it came up in. I don't remember. Yeah. But, I, uh, I don't know. It surfaces every, it surfaces every so often. And guys, we're sorry that we're ending the episode today because we could go, back and forth on this and we probably will uh, later on in the week off air um because we're you can tell that we're both very interested in seeing how McLaren's gamble pays off um Scott you're pretty optimistic about it and I got to be honest with you man I am too because I I think that it's a thing people want to buy mm-hmm. I do too I think that uh, I don't think there's going to be any shortage of people going out to buy one of these um at that price and then, yeah but again, it's going to be a, uh, a very well-heeled bunch that are going to go out and buy a $200,000 sports car. Yeah. And if you're planning on buying one, let us know, uh, you know, let us know if you used, uh, McLaren's configurator, which you can find on their website to design your own customized McLaren. Yeah. And whether you intend to buy one or not, it's just fun to play around with. Yeah. It's fun to look at the stats and how it affects everything. And, uh, let us, let us know again, let us know if you think this is a good move on their part and if there are other companies that you think should or shouldn't do this like what if what if um rolls royce for instance had you know like we took it to luxury cars what if rolls royce had a much lower level entry yeah what if they had a car that was uh let's say that they had a a sedan version of a rolls royce that was available for let's say sixty thousand dollars yeah still expensive right uh but not out of the reach of of you know, somebody who's going to buy a luxury sedan. 
Yeah. So uh, you can tell us about that directly on Facebook. You can tell us about it on Twitter. We're Car Stuff HSW at both of them. And if you're like, guys, I love the show, but I don't like this whole social media rigmarole and, um, you know, Facebook is weird to me, we totally get it. You can send us an email directly. We are Car Stuff at HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids. No plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.